the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Right, so when you hire a political whore who has a legacy of incompetence, failure, and corruption to do a very important job, expect all of those things, and it can be summed up with massive, massive failure. So now this dimwit is backstage somewhere getting shot up with B12, Viagra, and espresso beans so that he can go out and give you a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of excuses, a bunch of lies, and beg for some forgiveness when the reality is. Republicans that are elected, even the ones that are in on the scam, even the ones in their magic underpants that think they're going to be Jesus on their next planet, they should be mounted up right now. And they should be drawing up impeachment papers and i understand about the numbers and you're going to lose but is that how you approach things you only do it when you think you can win or do you do it for the principle of things see the problem with our republican party ladies and gentlemen is that they don't have any principles if they did they would have ironically done What the Marxists did when Trump was elected, they would have been drawn up different ways to get him out of office before he ever took the oath. Because we're seven and a half months into this idiot pretending to be president. And it feels like seven and a half months in a prison cell. And the tyrants and the corrupt buffoons like Pritzker and the rest of these idiots around the country are feel awful emboldened. And if you think this hiccup, and that's how the the frauds, that are the Democrats' view, 12 Marines getting killed. They could give a rip about the 12 Marines any more than they could about the 50 shootings in Chicago and the untold numbers across Democrat mafia cities and states. They don't care. We care because we have the intellect to understand what a Marine is, to understand what the purpose is, to understand that right now there's 12 mothers. Who knows how many kids, how many loved ones, how many people are affected by these 12 warriors being sent into another meat grinder by cowards and hoping that things turn out well. Well, we understand how it works. And there'll be excuses. Oh, this happened at the checkpoint. You mean the Taliban didn't provide security? Ooh, that's shocking. How about the idea that our military gave out the names, the names of the Afghanis that were working with us along with American citizens in that hellhole? Of Afghanistan, which, by the way, I may uh, condemn it, but I do think it has a better property value than the city of Chicago. However, the reality is we gave the Taliban, who used to be considered the enemy, you know, because they walk around like they're dressed from the 7th century yelling Allah Akbar as they chop people's heads off and all of that stuff. 
Now they're our guys because a corrupt Democrat mafia would view them as our guys. Because what they understand is for enough money, you can get anybody to sell out their country. That's how their brain works. But they don't understand they're dealing with a cult. They're dealing with the demented. They don't care about money. You can bribe them, and they like money because normally they have to buy weapons to fight us. Well, we gave them the weapons. Now they really don't need our money. So Joe Biden and the Democrats, that mafia organization of cohorts who bribe each other for friendship and loyalty and votes, they think the rest of the world is like them. That's the mindset of a scumbag. They don't understand what they're dealing with. So they're way over their skis. Not only that, they want to keep things flowing. So there's a couple of different ways to think about this. Sometimes, you wouldn't believe this, but a Democrat politician will lie to your face. You wouldn't believe it. Sometimes they'll come out and they'll tell you they have one intention the whole time. Setting up little little failures to happen so they had an excuse to do what they really wanted. Now I understand it's downfield for some people, but that's just the way my brain works. So when I see this kind of activity that we've witnessed over this last week, there are a group of people out there who want you to believe this is sheer incompetence and It's easy to believe. You look at this idiot. He doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, if he's standing or sitting, if he's got sandals on or pants. He has no idea. So it's easy to say, well, you know, listen, he's obviously suffering from dementia. He's obviously propped up there by the Marxists behind them, the Obama administration. They're all back in the mix. So they're just going to stick out this dummy, this mannequin, and they're going to divert you or your attention. And if they do let him make a decision, obviously he's going to be an idiot and fail. That's what Joe Biden is. It's a walking joke for 50 years in Washington. So there are some people out there who are willing to say, well, it's just an idiot making dumb decisions. And that's easy to believe when you look at Joe Biden. But there are other people like me who say, hmm, how much money did they really make during these conflicts? And I mean every party. I mean Republicans and Democrats and lobbyists. How much money is really made when they're flourishing in a war? Would they be willing to sacrifice people for that ends? Is there any American left out there that doesn't think they would? So to me, a guy who's wanted out of the Middle East since George Bush was the owner of a baseball team. I think that uh, George Bush was an idiot. idiot. However, after September 11th, I felt damn good when he was standing up on the rubble and said, they will hear us and we will change because it captures your emotion, your anger at that time. And I'm angry when I think about those 12 Marines, warriors, kids who are twice the men of any of the upper management of the military, any rat politician, and worth 17 lobbyists that are happy that that they are there and that this happened. Those kids are worth a thousand of them. And they will now be used. This will now be used to take people like me who are aggravated and angry. And I want to kill every son of a dog that's responsible for this. Every one of them. Every one of those drape-wearing cult member bastards that are responsible for this. And you, you got me. And I want it out just as much as Trump. They didn't let him get out the way he wanted to or have the plan he wanted or have conditions. They didn't want to have any kind of strategic place where we said, look, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. However, let me hear a shot in the middle of the night, and I'll come back here and kick every one of your teeth in. That would have, that would have stayed in place because you had a winner in office. Now you've got this political whore. And do you think the Taliban doesn't know what Joe Biden is? They've been dealing with this scumbag 
since Charlie Wilson were, was calling the Taliban freedom fighters. That's how long they've been dealing with Joe Biden. He was on the foreign committee that agreed to lie to the American people to start the Taliban. So they know who he is. They know what he is. Maybe that's why he gave them the names and numbers. Boy, that doesn't make any sense. Is there a CIA left? What, are, what does CIA stand for? What the hell are you guys doing? I mean, aside from, from uh, uh, where was that place where, where uh, uh, Bill Clinton had? Where's that place? Remember in Arkansas? Mina, Mina, Arkansas. CIA was like the architect. Yeah, I was going to guess Epstein's Island. Yeah, they were working the they were working the the corners for the traffic for the drug smugglers in Mina, Arkansas. That's the CIA was doing. Where the hell have you been now? Oh, you're negotiating with the Taliban. Well, let's ask a question in hindsight. How did that negotiation go, dummy? How would you say it all worked out? You with your side part and your Brooks Brothers suit on, sitting there with that seventh century throwback who couldn't decide if you wanted to cut your head off or date your son. How did it go? Because we got 12 dead Marines, and somebody's going to pay. Now, I understand, Joe Biden, you're good at doing a couple of things. You're good at lying. You're good at excuses. You're good at the innuendo of extortion. That's why, when it comes to dark money, the Democrats rule. Dark money is like when LLCs that are owned by Soros and the rest of them give billions of dollars so that they could run for office. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's for. So this is what Joe Biden is good at. This is what he's going to do. So he's going to come on TV after he gets his new Depends on, right? I think he's got the pull-ups because you don't want him to stick out in that Brooks Brothers suit. He's going to pull those up. They're going to shoot him with the B12, with the Viagra, with some caffeine beans. And we'll see if we can get him to talk for eight, nine minutes of bull dunk. We'll see how much bulldog this idiot's going to spew and how he's going to make you feel real good about the decisions nobody supported in this country. Nobody. Because you're between a rock and a hard place. You can surrender, pretend to be a winner the whole time being a loser. We call that Democrats. They're good at it anyway. Or you can make a decision that everybody who's responsible dies. Everybody. And Afghanistan, see... You got two trains of thoughts. Either you really do some damage and get out, or you turn it into the 51st state. That's right. Give it one of those phony football teams, a baseball team, and we take all of the stuff that's under the ground there. You know, the trillions of dollars worth of lithium that American politicians are going to make sure we buy from our enemies. These stupid idiots. They couldn't make a decision or get out of a room without an exit sign, and they're running things. So that should be a nice setup for this dummy if he decides to talk. If not, we'll take your calls. 312. 642-5600. 642-5600. I want to know where you're going to put your money. More lies, more excuses. The parlay of both with the trifecta of Trump's fault. I'll take your calls after this if the moron doesn't talk and he gets a clean diaper. They got the propaganda machine on, all the little sycophants to the Marxist mafia. They're coming out. How can we make this look good? I know. We'll use it to rally up that patriotism and blindfold the American people with it one more time. We'll crank up all of those companies, all of those scumbags. They're going to money start to flow again. Then they'll stop paying attention to all of the nonsense and corruption and the bills and spending. They'll stop paying paying attention to all the other failures. Then we're going to really get what we want. And in the meantime, what made me think about this, they spotted Bill and Hillary Clinton in the Hamptons. You know, they live next to the ocean like the Obamas do. Hey, global warming is really going to raise sea levels. <laughs> you got to love how they all buy seaside estates. Anyway, she's here. And... um. You know, they got her walking around. She's on the phone texting, sitting on the breakway by the beach here. And the more I look at the way she's aging, the more that Monica Lewinsky thing makes sense to me. After all, that is the only thing he did that makes sense to me. She's aging beautifully. She looks like a pipe fitter. Poor thing. All right. 
Enough of making fun of the easy targets, and we'll get to that other that other workout fanatic Pritzker at the end of the show, too. That fat son of a gun. Uh, in the meantime, let me take your calls before the guy in diapers starts pretending to be the president. Uh, Jim in Rogers Park. Sean? Yes, buddy. Military industrial complex. They don't care about leftist, Marxists, none of that stuff. It's the cash. That's it. And if they got to t- kill 12 Marines, they're going to do it. Isn't it always okay. just so sickening? Because these are it, the. It makes me sick. I, I didn't forget about the 241 Marines in Beirut either. I've been sick about this all morning, all day. I'll be sick about it forever because I, 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 I watch somebody I love go through this pain. And um, I, 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 Within a week, they're going to take that back or American Force Base back. They're, they're going to take that back. Yeah, and, and how many of those other, how many of their, their, their Semper Fi brothers are going to get killed with American bullets again because we just armed these low-life, drape-wearing cultists? Thank you very much. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm supposed to pretend that the Taliban, they're our allies now. After all, we had a meeting with them. They're our guys now. We gave them instruction. You worked the security, then let them through. Oh, you mean one slipped past them? Oh, that's shocking. I wonder if they helped them strap on the vest. I'm so sick of these idiots. Joe in, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, I, hit, the, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Rich in his car. Hi, Rich. Hey, Sean. How are you, man? Good, brother. How are you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm really frustrated to listen to all this. Uh, your, your comments about Hillary, though, that, that made me chuckle. I, uh, well, you got to laugh, brother, because Anyways. no matter how bad it gets, we are not watching this woman get undressed or dressed, no matter how bad it gets. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine her poor no. doctor? Nancy, cancel my day. I'm going home. Uh, All right, go ahead. Sorry. Hey, yeah, adulterer. you know, I, I, I'm watching this, this catastrophe happen, and I just think back to when 9-11 happened. I was, I was downstate, and I'm just watching this nightmare unfold, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if we just let the guys go over there and do what they're supposed to do and just get in and get out, get these oh. guys and come home. But we spent 20 years Rich, just monkeying around with Rich, these guys. Rich, I love you, but the dummy in diapers is here. we got to cut to him. If you're on the line, stay there. Here is your dummy, the Democrats' president. A tough day. This evening in Kabul, as you all know, terrorists attacked that we've been talking about and worried about, that the intelligence community has assessed, uh, has undertaken... Warned you about, stupid. ...an attack by a group known as ISIS-K. Took the lives of American service members, standing guard at the airport, and wounded several others seriously. He had also wounded a number of civilians, and civilians were killed as well. I've been engaged all day in constant contact with the military commanders here in Washington, the Pentagon, as well as in Afghanistan and uh, Doha. And uh, my commanders here in Washington in the field have been on this with great detail, and you've had a chance to speak to some so far. The situation on the ground is still evolving, and I'm constantly being updated. These American service members who gave their lives, it's an overused word, but it's totally appropriate here, were heroes. Heroes Uh. have been engaged in a dangerous, selfless mission to save the lives of others. 
They're a part of an airlift, an evacuation effort unlike any scene in history, with more than 100,000 American citizens, American partners, Afghans who helped us, and others taken to safety in the last 11 days. Just the last 12 hours or so, another 7,000 have gotten out. They were part of the bravest, most capable, the most selfless military on the face of the earth. And they're part of simply what I call the backbone of America. Mm-hmm. They're the spine of America. Now they'll be the you. best the country has to offer. Jill and I, our hearts ache, like I'm sure all of you do as well. For all those Afghan families who lost loved ones, including small children, or been wounded in this vicious attack. And we're outraged as well as heartbroken. This would be so much better if he was alive. Being the father of an Army major who served for a year in Iraq, and before that was in Kosovo as a U.S. attorney for the better part of six months in the middle of a war. When he came home after a year in, a, in Iraq, was diagnosed, like many, many coming home, with an aggressive and lethal cancer of the brain. Oh, here we go. We lost. We have some sense, like many of you do, what the families of these brave heroes are feeling today. You get this feeling like you're being sucked into a black hole in the middle of your chest. There's no way out. My heart aches for you. And I know this. We have a continuing obligation, <clears throat> a sacred obligation to all of you, the families of those heroes. That obligation is not temporary. It lasts forever. The lives we lost today were lives given in the service of liberty, oh. the service of security, and the service of others, in the service of America. Like their fellow brothers and sisters in arms who died defending our vision and our values in the struggle against terrorism. Of the fall on this day, they're part of a great and noble company of American heroes. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. Mm Mm-hmm. We will not forget. Mm-hmm. We will hunt you down and make you pay. He forgot that George Bush's speech. I will defend our interests and our people with every measure at my command. Over the past few weeks, <clears throat> I know you're many of you are probably tired of hearing me say it. We've been made aware by our intelligence community that the ISIS-K... An arch enemy, the Taliban. People who were freed when both those prisons were opened has been planning a complex set of attacks on the United States personnel and others. You should resign. This is why, from the outset, I've repeatedly said this mission was extraordinarily dangerous, and on why I've been so determined to limit the duration of this mission. As General McKenzie said, this is why our mission was designed, this is the way it was designed to operate. 
operate under severe stress and attack. We've known that from the beginning. And as I've been in constant contact with our senior military leaders, and I mean constant, round the clock, <laughs> and our commanders on the ground and throughout the day, we should all be fighting. they made it clear that we can and we must complete this mission, and we will. And that's what I've ordered them to do. Surrender? We will not be deterred by terrorists. We will not let them stop our mission. We will continue the evacuation. I've also ordered my commanders to develop operational plans to strike ISIS-K assets, leadership, and facilities. Mm. We will respond with force and precision at our time, at the place we choose, in the moment of our choosing. Here's what you need to know. These ISIS terrorists will not win. Mm-hmm. We will rescue the Americans in there. Yeah. We will get our Afghan allies out. And our mission will go on. America will not be intimidated. And I have the utmost confidence in our brave service members who continue to execute this mission with courage and honor to save lives and get Americans, our partners, our Afghan allies out of Afghanistan. Every day when I talk to our commanders, I ask them what they need. What more do they need, if anything, to get the job done? You to resign. As they will tell you, I granted every request. I re- reiterated them today on three occasions that they should take the maximum steps necessary to protect our forces on the ground in Kabul. And I also want to thank the Secretary of Defense and the military leadership of the Pentagon and all the commanders in the field. There has been complete unanimity from every commander on the objectives of this mission and the best way to achieve those objectives. Lion eyes. Don't believe those them. Those who have served through the ages have drawn inspiration from the book of Isaiah. Oh. When the Lord says, whom shall I send? Mm-hmm. Who shall go for us? He didn't say Joe Biden. American military has been answering for a long time. Here I am, Lord, send me. Oh, boy. Here I am, send me. Each one of these women and men of our armed forces are the heirs of that tradition of sacrifice, of volunteering to go in harm's way, to risk everything, not for glory, not for profit, but to defend what we love and the people we love. And I ask that you join me now in a moment of silence for all those in uniform and out, uniform, military and civilian, have given the last full measure of devotion. Mm-hmm. Is it him breathing? It's not me. It's not me breathing. Thank you. Cool. It was a tough one. May God bless you all, and may God protect his troops and all those standing watch for America. We have so much to do. It's within our capacity to do it. We just have to remain steadfast. Steadfast. Mm -hmm. We will complete our mission, and we will continue after our troops are withdrawn to find means by which we can find any American who wishes to get out of Afghanistan. We will find them and we will get them out. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. 
The first person I was instructed to call on was... What the hell is this? Kelly O'Donnell, NBC. He's got to call on people they give him the list for. You have said leaving Afghanistan is in the national interest of the United States. After today's attack, do you believe you will authorize additional forces to respond to that attack inside Afghanistan? And are you... Are you prepared to add additional forces to protect those Americans who remain on the ground carrying out the evacuation operation? I've instructed the military, whatever they need, if they need additional force, I will grant it. But the military from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the Joint Chiefs, the commanders in the field, have all contacted me one way or another, usually by letter, saying they subscribe to the mission as designed to get as many people out as we can within the time frame that is allotted. That is the best way they believe to get as many Americans out as possible and others. And with regard to finding, tracking down the ISIS yeah. Leaders who ordered this. Oh, my word. We have some reason to believe we know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Not certain. He's the guy in the blue drapes, not the and white drapes. We will find ways for our choosing without large military operations to get them. I just gave a bump a dollar made more sense than they this. They are. Let's get rid of this idiot. Well, yeah, I got to get back to my show. Are we going to go to break now or what are we doing? All right, we're going to go to news and break and get back on track after that dummy for twice in a week. He tried to ruin the show. I will save it after this. So during that whole talk, my trusty producer, Macbeth, is talking to my ear. Don't go crazy because he sees I want to chew on the microphone. Because if I'm going to be lied to, baby, I want it to be in a gentleman's club. I don't want it to be in the news. Come on, man. It's preposterous. It's preposterous. And he doesn't fool me. By invoking your son's death, which is tragic, no question about it. But he wasn't sent by morons. Oh, wait a minute. You were involved in that vote. Maybe he was. The reality is, this entire doing is Joe Biden's doing. The entire thing. As we know from reality, he was advised not to do what he did. As you know from reality. But that wasn't going to matter. The other thing we know is we were trusting the Taliban for security checkpoint one. So the way that this went down was, it was at the gate going into the airport. Right. When they were talking about it, they had the Taliban releasing people to walk to the airport. So they went through the Taliban checkpoint, then to the Marines. And that's when he blew himself up in the costume that they have on. Joe Biden wants us to pretend this is somehow the the military, the philosophy that, that they were subscribing to by the intelligence, military intelligence, by the CIA, all of whom who said, look, number one, don't announce what you're going to do. Number two, you don't go to Disney before you see the kids are in the car. You left everybody and you created a, you created this melee, this mayhem. And on top of that, did you give the names of the American citizens and the Afghanis that were working with us for 20 years. Did you give them their names? Another very uh, striking uh, description, the detailed coordination with the Taliban. Just a few weeks ago, the United States military 
CENTCOM, the same general, was bombing the Taliban. Now the U.S. is sharing limited intelligence with the Taliban, relying on them to secure the outer perimeter, saying that some Taliban are good at security, others are not so good. And today... Oh, they're they're like bouncers. They're like bouncers. Some are good. Others are good at making drinks. Others are making sure the girl's bikini line is waxed. That's how the Taliban is. They're just like us. Perfectly normal. I mean, are you sick of this nonsense? You should be charged with accessory to terrorism. That's what Joe Biden should be tried with. The impeachment should start right now. Now, you'll have to forgive me. I denounced my consent to be governed by this idiot before he was sworn in. I'm very proud of that. I feel that we should approach things the way the Marxist mafia does. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. There you go. He should be his counselor. He should be his concierge. His military advisor should be Al Sharpton because that dummy is a lot smarter than this dummy. And the problem is when I think about it all and I remember exactly how this idiot was put into office. The never-Trumpers, the pedophile Lincoln Republicans, and the oh-so-virtuous Libertarians. That's who put them in there. I mean, of course, we will have a guest coming on. We did have 15 million votes that went awry. They're missing. But we'll figure all that out later. Don't worry. I mean, how much damage could he do? Seven and a half months. Bills for trillions, nine trillion, five trillion, three and a half trillion. Taxes. Maybe we should do this. Maybe this infrastructure bill that they passed yesterday, you know, without anybody really wanting it and only Democrats. Maybe we should take those 87,000 IRS agents and release them on the Taliban. There you go. Nobody's going to cry. Let, let's send them there. We could audit the Taliban, you moron. It's a forefront war and we're one of the fronts. We cleaned up the audio on that uh, moment of silence if you want it. Do you have it? If you don't mind. <laughs> what a moment silence sounds like by an 80-year-old. No offense to you 80-year-olds who listen to the show. I love you, but I wouldn't want you running the cigar store, let alone the country. I love you people, but uh, especially if you're Marxists and socialists. And the reality is Joe Biden is unfit for the job. Mentally, physically, ideologically unfit to be the president of the United States. And by the way, when he gets done with it, you ain't going to recognize it. And the country these, this idiot and his cohorts will leave behind, you're going to wish to God you never heard their name. That's how bad it's going to be. Sorry, that's just the reality. Because this is happening how many thousands of miles away? It ain't going to be long. It's going to be happening here. That's just the fact, Jack. George in Naperville. In the waning days of uh, Trump's presidency, after he passionately Hold on. Uh, spoke for himself in the country, George. Pelosi said he wasn't fit to be commander-in-chief, and she wanted him supervised by the commander-in-chief. Let's do this. Can we put George on hold? I want to make sure that his wife... Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I want to make sure George has his masculinity intact after talking on a Sean Thompson show. We're going to go back to George after we get that all squared away. Robert in Bloomingdale. John. Yes. Yeah, you're pretty gutsy. I mean, the best part of that whole speech was your commentary. I, I couldn't take this guy. I walked out on him. But the reason I was calling is what's going to happen now. We're going to see hostage situations. It's going to be give me $7 million, this is an estimate, or we're going to kill people. And they're going to do it because they just like to kill. What do you think? Why wouldn't they do that? You know, yeah. here's, the th- here's the thing about the, about the Taliban. People, you see, Joe Biden does it. Joe Biden never did anything in his life. 
He doesn't understand how he looks to strangers, how he looks to warriors, lifelong generational warriors like the Taliban. He's feeble, weak, corrupt, and a failure. And he wears it on his face like a license plate. It's with that blank stare. It's with his moron policies. So no matter what he tells the Taliban, they'll nod their head. And the minute he stops talking, do exactly what they're going to do. You want to scare the Taliban? Think of Sons of Anarchy. Kill everybody first, then negotiate with who's left. That's how you do it. And if you're going to negotiate, you negotiate from a position of, you don't want me back here. I'm going to give you, I'm going to help you. Now help me help you. We're going to leave, and if one hair on one American or one American sympathizer's head gets touched, I'll kill everybody you know. And I'll let you watch it before I get to you. That's what it takes to deal with savages. Trump. Well, That's there President you go. Trump. I love it. But hey, listen, unfortunately, we don't stand a chance anymore, brother. Let's go to Chuck on the northwest side. Yeah, Sean, great show. Thank you, Chuck. I just wonder if you can answer this question. Sleepy Joe told us that the Taliban is, is guarding the perimeter. How many of the other uh, people were injured in the bombings, or did they just all of a sudden back off? and wait for the bombing. You think you get the right answer? I mean, you're asking a question that has an innuendo and a a correct innuendo that the Taliban was in on the bombing. No question about it. No question about it. Your question is going to be deflected, and you will be lied to your face. That's how he got in that position. You think he's going to have a hard time lying to you now? He doesn't even know the truth. Joe Biden has been telling lies for half a century. He doesn't know the truth. So the answer to your question is, unfortunately, you already knew the answer. It's, it's a rhetorical question, what you asked. And the other real answer is, how in the hell do you tell them apart? They look like a bunch of mailboxes all running around. How are you going to say this one is this guy, this one is that guy? Nobody knows what's going on there. They're all dressed like uh, it's Halloween, for God's sakes. Chet, the South Side. Hey, Sean, I love your show, man. You're firing me up. Thank you, I'll bro. tell you what, listening to that lying, duplicitous fool, he's got the situational awareness of an infant. Makes me sick. See, but he wanted to convey sympathy. They're lions. Do you see lions? They're led by goats right now. And where are the Senate, the Armed Forces Committee, Armed Services Committee, Tom Cotton? They need to call for resignations all across the board. Well, wait a minute. Isn't isn't Swalwell Swalwell the one who was sleeping with the Chinese spy? Yeah, he's on that Foreign Relations Committee, right? Now, now China. I'm talking about the Senate. Oh, oh, right, right. I understand, but still, we got all these guys together in committees, right? I mean, they're all together. Yeah. And then who's gonna who's gonna call for the Senate? You, Mitch McConnell, who's married to the shipping heiress of China, who China China just bought all of the mineral rights from the Taliban. Yeah, boy, that's gonna be a sticky one. You see, those are called conflicts of interest. Thank you, Chet. I'm sure he's above it, though. He's a Republican. He's not as shady as Swalwell. After all, he married the Chinese. Shipping heiress. Well, Swalwell just slept with the Chinese spy, and these are the people making decisions on our foreign policy, and you wonder why our brave warriors are sacrificed, because they're sacrificial lambs. Well, they're sacrificial warriors. But the reality is, this is going to be have the attention of a shooting on Tuesday for the weekend in Chicago. It'll just be a talking point. You're not going to get to learn anything about them. It'll just be a talking point. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Boy, I don't know how people get used to losing. I'm having a real hard time with these last seven and a half months. And uh, one thing you're going to have to get used to with the Biden administration and the Marxist mafia Democrats in position is you're going to have to get used to mediocrity. You're going to have to get used to losing. You're going to have to get used to getting lied to. The part that's hard is when you think about those warriors, right? Because, I mean, I, I think we discussed this a few months ago. If this era, when this, when this segment of history is dissected by the future, this will be known as the age of cowardice. Every policy, every action, we are now cowards. And that's how we are being led, by cowards. But I was listening to the promo, and I, I, I laugh every time I hear it, because I know my Melrose Park buddies are making fun of me. I know my Elmwood Park buddies are making fun of me. But there's one thing I'll say about those neighborhoods. Even if they didn't like you, if you caught a beating in some town, some party by some moron, you were avenged. Guys, you didn't even know. That's what I loved about it. You just were from the same neighborhood. Wait, wait a minute. Are you from my neighborhood? Who, who, who did this to you? Okay. And they would go and you'd, you'd, you'd be vindicated. You'd be avenged. There was a camaraderie that that built. I was raised by, ironically, a Marine Corps family. Uncles, father, all of it. Semper Fi. It all meant something to them. My, my, uh, I remember my old man coming home with all the Marine Corps bricklayer buddies, and they reminisce because they had that sense of where there's one of us, there's all of us. And the worst thing you could do to a Marine is say you were a Marine. They could be 80 years old, crippled. Lou Rockiola shot three times at Vietnam. I love him. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's still a Marine, although he... Uh, He's aged terribly, but still a Marine. But the point is, there was a certain pride because Marine Corps was to always be respected and honored. And that's all the services. I'm not just, you know, I mean, really all of them. The idea that you've had this, this fraud of a man, this, this, this incapable, incompetent failure. That's what Joe Biden is. That's what his career is. That's what should be on his tombstone. Incompetent, corrupt failure. Just tell you right now. Yeah, we know we got 12 guys killed. Don't worry. We're going to targetly, we're going to strategic and target who killed them. How in the hell are you going to do that, stupid? How in the hell are you going to do it? Let's start with who was let out of prison the minute you abandoned, the minute you surrendered. Let's start there. And then you can pretend to get some dignity. But, you know, when you, when you reflect on what Democrats are, that's all they do is pretend to have dignity. All they do is pretend to have success. They know full well everything they do. And everyone they represent is either corrupt or a loser that gets used to it. And their greatest weapon is the self-loathingness. And, of course, the self-aggrandizing, self-enrichment of, of the politicians. And that's, that's who's in charge of things. And they're in charge of all things. They got everything, baby. Presidency, Senate, the House. It's going to be a real long year and a half. Now, the problem is we're going to have to rely on spineless, corporatist, Republicans like Adam Kinzinger and Mitt Romney and the rest of these scoundrels who voted for Biden. That's who's going to that's who's going to that's who are we have to turn to. Now I've got to turn to the politicians who said 
that no, 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 Biden would be a better choice. You can't vote for Trump. Oh, now you're gonna you're gonna fix things, Mitt, huh? With your magic underpants? How about how about Adam Kinzinger? You gonna fix things? You moron! You loathsome scumbag! I don't think so. Brenda in Oakbrook. Hi, Brenda. Hey, hey, it's Elite. Hey, um, oh, first of all, Sean, I want to thank you so much for what you're doing, and I love your show. Thank um, you. I really appreciate that. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I'm sick to my stomach about what's going on, and I'm also confused. I just can't wrap my head around, and I don't understand what what happened even that Biden just took the military out and planned on later picking up the weapons and the artillery and the vehicles and stuff. And then when did tell the people that they should get out? Like, it totally doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. He abandoned. And that- now, the total purchase was $83 billion. You've got to understand, we've been shipping things there this entire time, right up until we left. He abandoned helicopters, technology they didn't have, billions and billions of dollars of guns and uniforms. In fact, I have articles from Hot Air. I have articles from Zero Hedge. There's articles all over how the, the Taliban have been making fun of us and posing pictures in our, our, our boys' uniform. So they got everything. We even gave them the ammo. It's sick. I see those pieces of garbage walking with our with our Americans' vests and boots and guns, I, it makes me completely ill. What, what was supposed to happen? What not a talk. Not happen? a talk about what's going to happen, what's gonna, whose heads are going to roll for that, number one. Number two, what about our, our money? That's our money. What do you do? Does it work where they just get to do whatever the hell they want? I mean, I know. Listen, I know how it really works in these offices. They laugh at the people who they pretend to represent. The whole time paying off their contributors. It is a corrupt system. But this is so blatantly obvious. Even the lowlifes that are dumb enough or corrupt enough or so self-loathing enough to vote Democrat should be upset. But what the hell upsets them? As you live in these sewers they, they rule over, like Chicago and Illinois, what upsets them? You know, I got, I got, I got a clip. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. There is no failure that, that, that is enough for them. They can't fail enough. No, and, Sean, the money is massive because it's the, our lifeblood, what we work for, what they steal from us. But more than that, our sons and daughters' blood that they couldn't give a fling about. And that is the, the depth that our government has gone to it it makes me so ill yeah i i I, I agree and brenda because we all know somebody we all know a mother that suffered i i i was my second mother was my aunt and i watched it i watched everybody suffer in the family because of this kind of because of political stupidity political corruption political misdirection and here it is all over again it's just sickening brenda stay stay tough and by the way thank you for the compliment i appreciate it thank you bill in zion Hey there, Sean. Bill, I clicked gonna, on you. I clicked on you because you're going to help me because I have a weakness. And I don't pretend that, that I don't know anything about sports, and I know very little. Although I used to be involved uh, somewhat with religion, I know very little about it. So I want you to tell me about the rest of that verse. Well, I appreciate that because I, I count on you, and I trust you to declare all of the uh, lack of uh, context in this guy's entire life. And I want to add to that the lack of context that he laid on the Bible today when he quoted Isaiah 6, 
Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he put that onto the U.S. military as if the U.S. military is answering this call from God to go and undertake a righteous task. But a couple of verses down, he says, And he said, meaning the Lord, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, and I don't know if this is what Joe thinks his mission is or not, but he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. So there's two things that make me sick about any pro-abortion, low-life quoting the Bible. Number one, the audacity and the obvious nature of you using that to invoke some sort of grace among decent people the whole time, knowing there's only a few, even murderers out there, that are willing to kill babies. So when it, when a pro-abortion lowlife quotes the Bible, it's all I can do to not ear-slap them into a coma. So uh, I, I that was hard, number one. Number two, the idea that Joe Biden will stoke what these 7th century savage throwbacks view as a religious war shows you that he, in essence, is inciting that kind of retaliation. That's how stupid he is. You know, it's going to be hard to explain to the Taliban who they like harming kids and beheading them and raping them. It's going to be awful hard that the guy who, who wants to spend the public money to kill the most innocent life in America, known as the, the unborn, really doesn't know what he's talking about with religion. But thanks to you, I now know the verse. I want to thank you very much for giving it to me, Bill. Thank you. I will take the rest of your calls. You know, Biden screwed up the clock. We got to get our, our breaks in. We are capitalists. I will take the rest of your calls after, after this capitalist break. I love a full board. So I'm going to spend the rest of this time. We got to get caught up. I managed to salvage it, but the dummy tried to break the show. Let's go to George. He's got a great question in Naperville. Hi, George. Hey, in the waning days of President Trump's presidency, after he passionately and peacefully stood up for himself, Nancy Pelosi was concerned that he wasn't fit to be the commander-in-chief of our military. I'd like to see where she is now. And was that black hole that Biden was talking about, was that a black hole in his diaper? It's too soon, too soon. Thank you. Here's the thing about Nancy with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is merely the vehicle that's going to deliver her and her husband and their cohorts, also known as crime family, billions. Billions. You have billions at stake. Yesterday, they crammed through a massive bill. Along with that, they have forever changed the voting in this country. Those those communist organizations, the People's Liberation Army, whatever the hell they're going by, those Soviets, uh, also known as ballot harvesting, they're in the bill. So now, I have a friend of mine. Who it's 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 heartbreaking. He's in a home. He'll be voting Democrat along with Queen of Heaven due to the ballot harvesters around the country now. They're gonna take that Chicago 
I got a guy, he'll vote twice for you. Yeah, he died a decade ago, but don't worry. He's a solid base of the Democrat Party. They're going to spread that throughout the country now. So this was a big thing. So she doesn't care that Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. If he's got sandals on or pants. She doesn't care. She just knows that that stooge has delivered billions into her personal wealth. Which, by the way, what is her personal wealth? Wouldn't a forensic audit of that? I mean, it, just this year alone. Think about her and her husband and the strategic $5 million stock option plays they've made. Those all paid off real well. Of course, she's real concerned about the 12 Marines. After all, it's the top priority. Chris in Villa Park. Sean. Yes. Thanks for taking my call. You're doing God's work. I love you. Thanks. But I'm probably going to make some people upset on our side because everybody's complaining about all these weapons that we gave the Taliban, which to me, as a gun owner, I hate it. Yeah. But the thing is, is where is everybody complaining about the fact that we've been arming these jihadis since the early 80s when Brzezinski went over there and gave Osama bin Laden stinger missiles to shoot high helicopters of the Soviets out of the sky? We've been arming these, 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 Chris, back these then, cave dwellers since the 80s. Back then, they nobody's were, saying nothing about it. I, I say about it all the time. And you're not going to anger anybody I, who listens to this show because back then, the, the same Democrats, the same Democrats who cleared the way for the Taliban, they were calling them freedom fighters. So to me, it all makes sense. See, when, 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 they were, when they were arming them, they were freedom fighters. Now they call them the Taliban. And they've been trying to sell that they're a kinder, gentler Taliban. And they've been using their Pravda, we call media, to do it. Thank you, Chris. I ain't buying it. Thank you. Nobody is, because we have an IQ over 60, and we are not Chicago Mafia Democrats. Let's go to uh, Danny on the south side. <laughs> Hi, Danny. Hello. Uh- I'm from Ireland. I come here to work, and and I told a Democrat in Chicago, I got here, and they told me to join the unions and, and you know, told me how to vote. And I'm never going to vote Democrat again. This man is mad. Good for you, He's Danny. Now mad. you want to know the real for sick 20 part? Twenty years, for twenty years, no one's gotten out of Afghanistan. None of none of your boys, Republicans or Democrats. And there's a reason why. They knew if they got out, people would die. And this man, who had all this experience, does it the most. Excuse my language, the most effed up way you possibly can. Yeah. I'm going back to Ireland. All right. Well, listen, here's the problem. Danny, first of all, I love the accent. Thank you for coming. Here's the problem you're going to have. When you go back to Ireland, Mike Madigan and the Irish Munchkin Mafia has taken all the millions they've made here and bought castles there. So stay away from those castles, Danny, because they're there. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's go to Mike in uh, Wisconsin. Hi there. Um, years ago, Dr. Michael Savage um, had a brilliant idea whereby when we get out of Afghanistan, let the Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda take over certain villages, towns, whatever, government, and once all, all innocent people are out of the way, whack them with an atomic bomb. Now, the problem is some- the, there are, the innocent people never get out of the way. The innocent people are left there because of politicians like Joe Biden. There will always be innocent people there. There's, they're their victims. In the same way, there's innocent people in Illinois. Yet they're victimized by policy. They're victimized by corrupt. They're victimized by the soulless. We call them Democrats. Thanks, Mike. I understand the idea, but it ain't going to work. Denise from Parts Unknown. Hi, Denise. Yes, hello. Hi. Uh, if you can hear me. I just want to say, I know this sounds crazy, but between the evil scum, Democrat and Republican, I believe that they just want this to turn into a war. They couldn't that, care less how many people died. Denise, I gotta, that doesn't sound crazy. In fact, that's better than anything I've ever heard on CNN or Fox in the last 12 hours. It's exactly what the purpose is. 
This will be the excuse. This will be the time that the real money is made and the war machine is turned back on. Unfortunately, they're going to play coy for the first, uh, I don't know, I give it five, maybe six days. 312-642-5600. Actually, when I come back, I have a guest. We're going to get back on track. Joe Biden tried to bump us off. It didn't work. Too happy, kid. I mean, I know you're trying it out. It's a little too happy. As you know, I uh, I love media sites. I seek out all kinds of good information. When I find one, I keep my eye on them. I found the DailySignal.com, which I really liked. Fred Lucas is the chief national affairs correspondent for the Daily Signal, and he's the co-host of the Right Side of History podcast. Fred also is the author of a book, Abuse of Power, Inside the Three-Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump. And he has written some very, very good articles as of late that I have discovered. One of them in particular I wanted to bring Fred on to discuss. How are you, Fred? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I wanted to discuss this because it, um, as somebody who has been in the radio business for the last couple of years, I was lucky enough to be invited on the Bruce Dumont show during election night, I was doing the coverage and it just, when they shut things down, I just never sat well with me. So when I read your article, 15 million votes in 220 election, not accounted for, I wanted to bring you on to, to, to make sense of it all. Can you explain exactly uh, how we lose 14.7 million pieces of uh, mail that pertains specifically to the presidential election? Well, uh, yeah, this is this is a particular problem, I think, uh, with overall with the mail-in balloting, because it was just so widespread in the 2020 election. Um, and, and in addition to these uh, 14.7 million, uh, there were also uh, 1.1 million mail-in ballots that were not deliverable, and more than half a million, uh, 560,000 altogether, uh, mail-in ballots that got rejected for some reason. Uh, so... So yeah, it, it, it was a fairly odd thing. Um, uh, the um, Inspector General, uh, the the um, for the Postal Service had uh, had gone on to explain why, and in 2018 actually, a uh, separate report why this can be, uh, and it said that the uh, like the ballot sometimes disappears. Sometimes a ballot can be put in the wrong mailbox. It could be uh, laid on unfriendly neighbors trash it can be thrown out with unpaid bills it can be left outside the um wind to carry it away uh various things can happen and um this is something that i mean it was just a a pretty large scale and this is not to say that these 15 million votes would have necessarily swapped the election for all we know they would have been 15 million votes for biden uh the, the, the the bigger point Probably not. But the bigger point here is that uh, um, these mass mail-in votings were done in a fairly irresponsible way in the 2020 election. And um, uh, there were a lot of promises made about how, well, we've got it all under control, folks, but it not, did not turn out that way. So, Fred, we don't know each other. I uh, told my producer, I said, please see if we can get Fred Lucas on the show. I am never going to impress you with my academic accomplishment. I'm not a man of letters. I didn't graduate from an Ivy League school. I grew up in a kind of a, a an old-fashioned kind of way. I, I, I was a street kid, for lack of a better term. I was raised by business people. 
And I understood from a very early age, you don't have to be um, the highest graduate in your class to be very successful if you pay attention to things. So I'm the last guy you want to invite to a card game because I will not miss a look. I will not miss a tick. I have a way of just kind of seeing the scam. It's just something I was blessed with, for lack of a better word. So when I saw the push to shut down the country, I was very suspicious. I knew that if the push had happened, that things that the the American people would be forced to tolerate, kind of things they would have never normally tolerated. So when this big push for mail-in ballots happened, I thought there would be enough history, enough experience of, like, let's say where I'm broadcasting from, the Mafia Sewer of Chicago, and how we know that the real base that puts in the Chicago mobster Democrats is the cemetery, is the dead people, is the infirmed, is the repeat voters. I also knew that the best way to make this happen is if you had 370 million Americans, half of which are voting age, forced to vote through mail, that you and these districts run by these Democrat mafia would be able to do whatever they wanted. If we go through the election results, it turns out there's only 43,000 key votes in key specific areas would have overturned the election, for lack of a better diagnosis. Yeah, that's right. That's actually according to the Washington Post, which is no right-wing outlet at all. Uh, um, uh, And they they did did an analysis that that found uh, just a a yeah, she said 43,000 votes across the states of Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. Uh, that could have flipped the Electoral College uh, in Trump's favor. So, yeah, when you're talking about 15 million votes nationally, that that's something to consider. I mean, the reality is we could be living in an American reality right now today that was not the intended democratic electoral college system way that this country should be run. And if that's the case, it would make a lot of sense for politicians in power that shouldn't be to change voting rules so that they could forever manipulate the outcome. I mean, I'm speculating, and I know that's not your thing, but as I read your article, you're the only one that wrote this. This is really not being picked up, in my opinion, the way it should be. The idea that we are sitting here, well, 15 million votes were not counted. I want to do something about it, brother, or do I just have to wait till this buffoon? And I say that not asking you to agree with me, but do I just have to wait for this administration to play out? I mean, do we have any recourse? Isn't this enough missing to set up an inquiry that say maybe we should look into? Are you getting any indication that's going to happen? Well, it's going to take those in power. Um, I mean, if you're talking about a federal inquiry, um, to to make a real determination. Oh, um, it, it, it was, I mean, you, you will have private watchdog groups like the, in this case, the Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, that was able to get a lot of this voter information and uh, do the crunch the numbers to, to get this type of information. But, uh, you know, they're, they're limited when you have private watchdog groups are limited to largely raising the questions. And it takes government law enforcement to, to really probe, subpoena, and so forth. I'm really disappointed in, first of all, I think the Trump administration was way behind, way behind. How they let this happen is ridiculous. Number two, 
I think the fact that their attempt to right this wrong was really in a, in a, in a stupid direction, took some stupid um, um, kind of avenues that it shouldn't have. Do you think that that's maybe a reason that hurt them in uh, yeah, writing well, this I, wrong? I, I think uh, certainly the, the post-election um, was sort of a PR disaster, I, I, I think, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and and, and make, making some claims that could just clearly not be proven, uh, which I think undermined everything else that they pointed out, which some things were some very valid concerns, uh, particularly the way a lot of states changed to just sort of set aside uh, election laws. Um, this was, I, I think more more evident than anyplace else in Pennsylvania. Uh, now, in that state, Biden won by eighty something thousand votes, uh, so so it was not as close as Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, but I mean that's that's still relatively close for a state side of Pennsylvania. Um, and Philadelphia is uh, as crooked as Chicago. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just a plain-spoken guy, but the reality is these are mafia, union, thug-run, you know, organizations that are pretending to be cities, as far as I'm concerned. And Chicago has a special place in history with the 1960 presidential election. Yeah, we 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 did it before it was this easy. We were we were able to we were able to steal a presidential election before it was easy, and that leads me to just a quick. I don't want to I don't want to take up too much of your time, Fred. But here we here I have an opportunity to talk to somebody who wrote this article and wrote a book titled "Abuse of Power Inside the Three Year Campaign to Impeach Donald Trump." And I'm assuming in your research, you also found some very disgruntled corporatist Republicans who were not only endorsing Biden but hoping and voting for him to get in. It is not a big jump philosophically to recognize there are a vast number of Republicans who wanted to see Trump out of there and would have enabled kind of this type of shenanigans to go on rather than push against it. Is that fair to say? Well, I, I, I think that's probably true. Um, and, and, and part of what my book, Abuse of Power, was, was really about was just how this outsider won an election and, and so many people who had been just enjoying the grift so, for so long in Washington just lost their minds, really, and, and just could not uh, accept the legitimacy of it. They had to get him out of the way. So I love, I love it. I'm, uh, I got to tell you, I keep up the good work. I go to the dailysignal.com. I look at your stuff. I enjoy your writing. And um, do me a favor. Keep me posted on to if something comes of this. Because in my opinion, something should come of it. Because you point out the fact that we have somebody in office who did win, if you go by the, the way it's counted. But it's awful easy to count that way when you miss 15 million votes. We really don't know who should have been in there especially if you're not willing to at least look at them now. So I want to thank you for writing the article. I'm proud that you're keeping up this fight, and please keep me posted as to the future of it, will you? Okay, sure will. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Fred Lucas, um, we'll be back with your calls and comments, 312-642-5600. And in the meantime, when you get on your little smartphone, check out the dailysignal.com after this. I wanna be all right, just so you guys know, because you're my audience, I love you. I'm going to tell you right now, tomorrow I am not in studio. We have John Anthony is going to come in. Um, it's going to be very exciting. Not as good as this, but what do you know? 
How am I going to expect him to be as good as this? John Anthony is going to come on. He's going to be fun. He's got a lot of people he wants to talk to. I will be back on Monday. But this is important to me because I'm taking my youngest to college. Now, I would normally say where I'm taking him, but I, did, I made that mistake with my first one. And it's a funny thing. We get trolls. You wouldn't believe it. I get trolls. Now, I've invited the trolls to the cigar store, 114 West Park Avenue, Elmhurst, Illinois. They never come. But they don't mind trying to contact women. They don't mind trying to harass kids because they're scum, cowardly scum. So I'm not going to give my youngest daughter's college. I've made a decision. And what helped me make that decision was watching that fat slob. I'm sorry. Slow brow. This is a high-end show. Watching our necklace governor, the bean bag with a pumpkin on it, yell at our lovely Amy Jacobson. I now understand he was nervous. That was the first time he actually was talking to a six-foot-one blonde without having to cut a check to her. But this was an insult where you saw J.B. Pritzker act like a man for like the first time in his life. Problem was he wasn't directing his, his comments to another man. He was browbeating a woman. And it also allowed him to circumvent the topic. Right? She was simply asking, you're the governor. Lead. And should you be making the decisions you're making? And should you be yelling science, science, science when Illinois has done worse than Florida? And I pick Florida not just because I live there and I'm a resident, but but that's because every Marxist mafia Democrat wants you to believe that the deaths in Florida are terrible through the roof. It's skyrocketing. It's bedlam. They're cowboys. And we are 10, 10 people more per 100,000 deaths in Illinois than Florida. See, they don't want you to focus on the reality. They want to distract you. They want to intimidate you. They want to implement fascism on you. So I've got a surprise for you. We're going to bring Amy Jacobson on in the next segment. We're going to discuss how she composed herself. Because i got news for you. I think Amy Jacobson could take Pritzker. There's no chance. I mean, she's actually done something in her life. Pritzker, closest he got to physical activity, is when he... Watch the plumbers take the toilets out of his mansion so he didn't have to pay taxes. He hasn't done a thing physical. You going to yell at women? Yell at me, fat boy. Let's see how it goes. Yell at a man. Ah, they're not good at that. They're good at yelling at women and children. They're good at all that. All right, listen, we'll be back. And I'm going to have Amy Jacobson on. We're going to take your calls after this. I'm too fat. Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. have always been proud of America, not because of the history of skullduggery, political corruption, but because the idea 
that I was nobody's slave. I had the right to my life, the right to my person. So I have rejected tyranny and the idea of conformity all of my life. I really have. But I also like to use reason and logic. A lot of the exercise of the mandates for COVID have been the opposite of reason and logic. The problem I've had is, if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not doing it. It's that simple. Now, some things make sense. Right? The flu is going around. I had it. I had the disease. I had COVID. It was bad. I knew it was dangerous. I continued to go through my routine to the best of my ability. I stayed away from everybody. I actually was filling in for the Steve Cortez show. I did the show. Couldn't smell or taste. Gave me a good excuse to smoke some rotten cigars I had laying around that I wouldn't have smoked normally. However, I also gave it to my wife. Gave it to her 80-year-old parents. I was really nervous. I knew it was bad. But I also knew they were healthy. And lo and behold, the statistics played out. It only has a .05% kill rate. 99.5 survive. Blessed, lucky, whatever. Maybe they were just healthy enough. They survived. So I've watched and resisted a lot of the things we've been told by politicians. I'm particularly upset when they try to tell me lies about our children. Luckily, children have not been affected by this. So I've been paying attention to what's happening. And it's always the totalitarian states that lock down the hardest. And they always have the highest deaths per 100,000, like Illinois versus Florida. So to hear this, this slob of a governor tout his success when I know its failure is very hard... So I was watching our colleague, my colleague, my platonic mistress, Amy Jacobson, at the press conference yesterday. It infuriated me. You know, protests out here this morning, and parents were crying, screaming, like, oh, my God. My, you know, as, as governor, you should try and calm people's nerves, maybe, or can you? Because they're a low-risk group. Student Amy, class. as a supposed reporter, you should probably stop the misinformation. We are done here. Thank you. Now, here's the part that gets me, because you're hearing that. That is not the governor. Although she sounds a little more masculine, although she looks like a pipe fitter, she's not the governor. That's some nobody handler. And she's going to answer the question that was directed to our portly necklace governor. She takes it upon herself. And she says, no, he's not even going to talk to you because you're a supposed reporter. Because of Amy's affiliation with the radio station, she's now considered supposed. But the Marxist hacks who've been regurgitating what this slob has been saying for a year, they're real reporters. And then she walks off the stage. I wanted to bring on the lovely Amy Jacobson to discuss the rest of the clip. Beautiful, are you there? I'm here, honey. How are you? Now, see, I'm irritated. I'm irritated because I don't like when people pick on people. I don't like it. And I pick on people. And I like to pick on the bullies. That's the people I pick on. So when I heard him yell at you and dismiss you, it drove me insane. But it was actually preceded by this fungible... Marxist handler, who, by the way, looks like twice the man of J.B. Pritzker. Do you know who this woman is? Yeah, Jordan, his spokesperson, who he supplements her salary. So she gets a state salary and he pays her extra 200000 a year. 200000 a year. And that's how yeah, she dressed? I noticed she had to pull up her trousers, mainly because her belly stretched out the waistline. Oh, but I like how she pulled up her trousers like a true laborer. No, she's, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not obviously. No, you don't have don't to take that road. I mean, but after she, all. She told me, but when she told me, she said, Google, because I, I asked her at the, the rest of that clip, I said, where are you getting your information? What science and data? Where's your getting, you're, you're basing these decisions on what? And she looked at me and she said, Google it. 
Google it. And she had her hands out like typing. <laughs> Google it. It's awesome. So I, I did Google it, and I brought her today two articles, one that says masks do not work, and the other one from New York Magazine, not a right-wing publication. The science of making kids at schools, the, the science of masking kids at school remains uncertain. And it's about an eight-page article talking about different studies that have been done that, that, that prove they are not effective. There are all these studies that the CDC has done, that the NIH has done, have been inconclusive. So I brought her that information today because they didn't let me ask Pritzker questions. Amy, did you know when you use the evil Google, it is mm-hmm. actually it actually turns out that Illinois versus Florida per hundred thousand, so it so it correctly adjusts for population, that Illinois has ten more people per hundred thousand die. Of COVID versus Florida, that Illinois is among the huh. worst states with all of this so-called leadership. It's almost as if he was leading a yoga class. It turns out it doesn't work out so well in the end. Do you think that they're aware of this, or are we going to allow these slobs to pretend this totalitarian despotic action taken by this trust fund baby with butter hands has worked? Why do we give away the ground that it's worked when the fact of the matter is this state is among in the top 50% of worse, not better, in results of deaths and hospitalizations? Well, today was a great example. So they make these big declarative statements because they want compliance. And today, the hospitalizations are on the rise. And no, no, they are not. They are one hospital in central Illinois and one hospital in southern Illinois. Okay, the in in Chicago, Dr. Awardy. I know you don't like her, but she put out uh, Dr. Dryhave. She well, she put out. She sent out an email saying, "Hey, you know, we have about a hundred people in the ICU right now. Most do not have COVID. Okay, so she, we don't have a problem here in Chicago. In fact, our hospitalization and our death rate is down eighteen percent from last year at this time. We're doing well. Kankakee is doing well." Other collar counties are doing well. So people now have to mask up because there's a hospital in central and southern Illinois that they aren't doing well. Does that make sense? Because they're smaller hospitals. They don't have a lot of ICU beds. And, yes, people that have not been vaccinated are getting sick. Pritzker said today between 97 and 98 percent of the people that are hospitalized right now did not receive a vaccine. Yeah, but but that's irrelevant because he's avoiding the fact of Israel. The most vaccinated country, where nearly 100%, I think it's something like 97% of the citizens are vaccinated, they're having worse spikes than Illinois. So to give up this ground of them being right, this slob has been wrong at every turn. And this particular instance of the mask mandate and his now assault on the children has led to the point where Chicago, CPS, and I learned this from you in your show, has out of 347,000 kids, right, 100,000 are not in the school anymore. I mean, they're missing. They're missing. <laughs> they don't. Well, some dropped out. Some moved and didn't tell the district that they moved. Some switched to private school. Some switched to Catholic. But a lot just they dropped out. There's high school dropouts. And guess what? The high school dropout rate is high. Why? Because we locked kids out of the school for 15 months. That's the, why. The so inability. So they created all of this chaos. Well, the inability just, for the Democrats to not recognize their own failure is why. And I mean this. And you know me. I, I I refuse to have my future, my assets in this sewer state, and I refuse to allow my kids to come back to it. 
So I'm taking off tomorrow, my first day off since my new job. Oh, good and for you. And I'm taking my youngest daughter to school, and I'm not telling anybody where. But I am telling both kids, you don't ever come back to this hellhole. You don't ever come no. back to this sewer. Because that's yeah. the leadership that we have here. I fully believe that this dumpling is going to win re-election. There's no question about it. Because the citizens themselves have the mindset of slaves. It's why Chicago has been Democrat for 100 years. It's why they look at this failure and they continue to take his money and his lies. And I'm curious to know, do you think that this will be the straw? Because we are going to get shut down, in my opinion, very soon. Do you think that will be the straw that makes everyone leave? The one question I got, I said, well, when are these mask mandates going to be lifted? What, you know, what's the threshold? What are the metrics? And he said, when hospitalization numbers go down. Well, what the heck does that mean for the central and southern Illinois? And for our kids, it's, it's never. Our kids are going to be masked. I, I bet you because I started coaching this one group, but I bet you when they're seniors, they're still going to be masked. So you went back today. You asked that question today after what he did to you yesterday? Yeah, and I sat right next to Jordan because I brought her the information that I Googled because she told me to Google it, so I Googled it, and I gave her the articles that I Googled. I'll tell you what, I give you a lot of credit, kid. But you're a professional well, you you're know a what? reporter. I give you a lot of credit because I'm going to play it now, and I, it's going to infuriate me. I stopped it because it's going to infuriate me. I'm going to play what he said to you, this what? slob. Thank you. You know how you prevent schools being, from being closed? You stop complaining about mask wearing. Okay. I wear a mask every day. Send me some studies. You know what's sad is that you do wear the mask every day. You were the first to wear the mask. But what I really like about this clip, it's hard because it's visual, is that Dumpling was going to walk to his limousine, and then after his business agent uh, uh, girlfriend here yells at you, he now feels manned up enough to come back and yell at you. When the reality is, Amy, I wouldn't take it personal because it's the first time he ever got to talk to a beautiful six-foot blonde without handing her a check afterwards. I'm going to take the podium again and just respond to that. Let me just say this. You are spreading misinformation. I wish you would stop spreading misinformation. You come in here with a political agenda and you spread misinformation. And I just think you should stop. We now need to protect our children. We need to protect the people in our communities, parents, grandparents, teachers. You are working against that. And it is extremely upsetting for all of us who are trying to keep the rest of the state safe. Now, can you do me a favor? Amy, I'm going to lead yeah. you. I'm going to T-ball this up. Can you okay. tell me where this manatee's spouse and offspring spent the year of COVID? Can you tell me where? Oh, they're in Florida, and they left once he implemented the mask mandate. They left for Florida again. The ultimate cherry on the screw yeah. the Illinois Sunday, right there. Well, his his family knew what this idiot was going to do, and they got the hell out of Dodge because when they lived by me, see, I like to live like a Pritzker Sprouse. It's just how I, I, I treat myself. When they got to live by me all year, no mask, no nonsense, no mandate, no abuse of authority, and that state thrived the same time he put the, the death knell in this state. Well, his daughter got to do her sports. He canceled all our We never got to play sports until February, and it was a joke of a season because we didn't have playoffs and kids – they were going to get, I know, two families that were going to have Division One or Division Two volleyball scholarships. And the, the scouts, they moved on to other states. They didn't wait. And now they have nothing. He, he has yeah. ruined our kids. 
ways. And as far as politicizing, as far as politicizing it, that's why the servants at their table have to wear the masks and they don't. As far as politicizing it, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going through an issue with my license for my cigar store and it's directly politicized. He's misusing the power of office. He's going after political enemies. He is he has politicized this from day one and he refuses to look at the reality that his totalitarian dictates have done nothing except worsen the numbers and you can directly compare them them to states that didn't implement this kind of abuse all i can tell you is that the question i asked them i asked his parents were outside cps parents and they were crying going oh my god my kids are going to die if they go back to school on monday and I, as the leader as a governor you should calm those people's nerves down because they're a low risk group and you know it yeah. And that's when every, you know, like the fear is, his, is there, his ally. I don't sit there and ask about masks all the time, but I do ask questions like, you know, where's your science and your data? Why are we putting these mitigations in place? And they freak out like I'm asking them the craziest question in the world. Not a crazy question. No. Just... And she used to rip on me when she said, stop asking about masks. She used to say to me, stop asking about sports every day. She'd be like, stop it, Amy. Stop it. You can't well, ask she's here. She's sports. not only is she built like Luca Brazzi, she is his Luca Brazzi. He pays her 200000 on top of what the people pay her to do exactly what she's doing. Intimidate opposition, yeah. manipulate the information, and lie about the reality. That's what she's doing. And you know what? To her credit, she's obviously living the good life as she was stretching out the top of those yoga pants. I, that my favorite part of the clip is when she had to pull them up. But thank you very much, Amy, for joining me. Stay strong. All right. Don't let anybody push you around because I got news for you. You're a, you're a Scandinavian. You understand? You're a Viking goddess, for God's sakes. We could take 35 of these Chicago Democrats. Never back down. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. We'll be Bye back. Moi. We'll be back Love with your you. cause. That was a kiss. You see how she gave me the kiss? My platonic mistress. 312-642-5600. I'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I hate Illinois Nazis. I'm serious. I watched that yesterday at home. My wife's like, do you looking at how he's talking to her? I want you to think back to when we had an almost Republican governor, Bruce Rounier, seven foot of stupid, as I affectionately called him. I want you to think if he would have talked to any reporter like this, what the headlines would have been in the Chicago newspapers. Okay, Brendan. Send me some studies. I'm going to take the podium again and just respond to that. Let me just say this. You are spreading misinformation. I wish you would stop spreading misinformation. You come in here with a political agenda and you spread misinformation. And I just think you should stop. We now need to protect our children. We need to protect the people in our communities. From you. From you, you walking disgrace. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? This is the new new generation, new society. You don't talk to people like that unless you can back it up. Can you back it up? I'm I, too fat. That irritates the hell out of me. Honest to God. That irritates the hell out of me. Tom in Deer Park. Sean, uh, that was a really great interview. It was great to hear, Amy. Uh, Governor Pritzker is not used to being asked questions that don't necessarily go along with this narrative by the very friendly press corps. Very obvious that Amy's been under his skin, which is quite an undertaking because he has so much of it. But I'm of the opinion that he is, uh, he, he put that stunt on with Jordan yesterday. 
to put that in the can, he's going to be uh, running for president in the Democrat primaries, and that's going to appeal to the branch committeeans and those type of people. So, you know, normally, I Tom, I would think he wouldn't stand a chance, and I mean this. You know, if you just look at, at, at what he's done here in Illinois, at the, at the calamity Illinois is, at, at, at exactly what his leadership has really done and how it's done all of these, these abuses of, of the citizens' freedom and liberty, when you compare them to other states and to real data for nothing, he's done it for nothing. Illinois isn't winning in any category of anything. The problem is, I really believe that the Democrats in America will vote for Charles Manson if he comes back and says he's going to implement socialism. I believe that. Well, he's going to run on a left ticket, and I agree with what you're saying. You see what, what Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis are doing, and, and very much I agree with what they've done. Very much of that is to line up for the... Did the you know, I, 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 well, you know I live down there. And when I'm there, did you know that right now there's a mandate that you can go for free to CVS and get uh, prophylactic treatments, everything from hydroxychloroquine. They're, they're, they've opened that up at his direction to help you not get it and to, if you do have it, to combat it. Why isn't every politician doing that? Yet they, are, they don't want you to talk about that. They want you to force this, this vaccine on you regardless of the data. That thing about Israel is, is, is unbelievable to me. And every newscaster should be running that. Here you have a country that's nearly 100% vaccinated. They have spikes that are worse than us. See, it's the, it's the facts that are their friends. Tom, thanks for the call. I got a full board. Thank you very much. Chris, Elk Grove Village. Hey, how are you doing, Sean? Very good, buddy. How are you? Hey, listen, I just wanted to let you know that I'm an educator, and um, I've been doing this uh, probably for now uh, 27 years uh, throughout the uh, United States from Ohio to California, and uh, I've been settled down here in Illinois, and uh, the thing that hurts me the most is that how he can have an overreach of government to require me to get something that I've decided that I did not want to do, and now I'm subjected to, if I don't want to do this, I have to get mandatory testing once a week. Well, when we have these breakthrough cases of people that have already been vaccinated, or I say, quote, vaccinated, uh, why aren't they subjected to weekly um, uh, tests as well? Chris, it you know why your call means a lot to oh, me? As an educator, as an educator, as somebody who is learned, the idea that you don't have control over your own property, your own body, that you can be extorted into this position is unequivocally unconstitutional, un-American, and against every principle this country is steeped in. Is it not? Absolutely, sir, and I agree with you 100%. My son is healthy. My wife is healthy. Uh, We've made a decision not to do this because we live a healthy lifestyle. If people choose to do that, that's fine. I agree. Don't put your beliefs off. But don't put your beliefs off on me. I don't tell you how to live. Please don't tell me how to live. Chris, love the call. I got to go to break. We'll take the rest of them when I get back. 312-642-5600. Now that's a good song. Excellent. It was 1989. All right. I'm not the only one that that irritated to have... Any dissenting opinion to the dumpling, also known as the governor of Illinois, to be intimidated rather than than dealt with, rather than answered. Because these are very uh, important questions, as everyone knows what's happening next. It will not be long in this state. 
and other Democrat mafia-run states until the, the, the people who rule over them understand they have the power to abuse. They already recognize that. They did it to us. They're doing it again. The mask mandates is the beginning, just like a year and a half ago it was the beginning. And now they're not willing to recognize the very fact that they were wrong. The states that acted the most tyrannical had the higher numbers. It's just the fact. I'm so tired of giving up the ground of righteousness to these absolute frauds. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. Uh, You know, I listen to uh, Dan and Amy every morning, so I heard um, the Pritzker interview this morning. Um, First of all, she needs to just keep doing what she's doing. I mean, it it was great. I mean, who, you know, no one else is is asking those questions. So she needs to keep doing it. And um, I would suggest um, before the next presser that maybe Amy sends Pritzker a large chocolate cream pie and maybe he'll calm down. Can't make friends with him. He's got trust funds and people that tell him he looks good in his suit and they could see his neck and people he's paying $200,000 on top of the money they get paid from the state to be his bodyguards and his misinformation candidates. Thank you very much, Teresa. But here's the reality. If you keep abusing people, bad things happen. Ironically, I'm trying to avoid the bad things because I'm monitoring the news. And if anybody is unaware what mandates do to a society that normally is concerned and wants to comply, but then recognizes they're being abused, take a look at some of the countries around the world who are in chaos. And it's to Australia now where an anti-lockdown protest in Melbourne has turned violent. Police arrested demonstrators and used pepper spray as hundreds of people took to the streets. Protesters say the lockdown is authoritarian and a way to deflect criticism of a vaccination program that has fallen far behind those of other countries. Anger boils over in Melbourne. These protesters want their freedoms back. The city is in its sixth lockdown. See, here's the here's the thing that's crucially important when you recognize this. Once you give them away, you don't get them back. They don't just say, okay, now you're an American again. Now you're a citizen again. That's why you do not give quarter to tyranny. You do not give quarter to tyrants. That's the point. You don't get them back now that you gave them up. And as a small business owner, and by the way, Thank God I don't, I, it's not my source of income. But I can't go, I don't want to go through another shutdown. Can you imagine the people who it's their source of income? They've, they've depleted their own savings. And now politically, the licensing, the loan uh, uh, disclosures, and the loan terms of the PPP will all be used against them. This is how you nationalize small business and entrepreneurship and capitalism. These are people who are put in this position because of the political abuse A year and a half ago, they cannot go through another one. Businesses around the country are not even at half capacity. They're just not. Of course, there are different businesses and different people that can sustain a year and a half off. But the average business, the average small business, the average businessman cannot go through it and does not want to turn to be a welfare roach in order to exist. They don't want to. It's time we start to recognize what's coming and think just a little bit in the future what it's going to look like. Jan Hoffman Estates. Yes, listen, Sean, you're a smart guy. The reason why they're spiking is because all the people who have been vaccinated are actually spread, super spreaders. 
So they should require all SEIU employees, all teachers. The governor himself should be tested weekly before he's let into his let into uh, the Capitol building or anywhere else. They all should be in compliance because we're fooling ourselves by thinking that just unvaccinated people are the ones contaminating this. I know so many people it's, already that. I, I dealt with a, my father-in-law after the second shot tested positive and almost died. From the from the vaccine. Exactly. I did a lot so of research at that time. Everybody should be tested weekly. Yeah. All of these people. And you'll see there's going to be a clamor then. You'll see what happens. Oh, I hope so, Jan. Thanks for calling the show. I did a lot of research when that happened. There is um, one of the creators of the virus, one of the integral scientists involved in the vaccine. Excuse me. The creator of the virus that's in Wuhan. One of the integral um, scientists, American scientists, who's worked with the FDA and the government for years. His name is Robert Malone saw some things in the trials the, 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 during the, the vaccine process that he didn't like. One of those things was it wasn't working properly. We have the evidence now that it doesn't work properly. 25% of everybody that's died in the last three months has been vaccinated, fully vaccinated. If you factor in how many people got the one shot and didn't get the second, who knows what that number balloons to. One thing's for sure, there is a concerted effort to squash that information. That's why if you say the wrong thing, you're, you get taken down on YouTube. You get taken down on Facebook. You get taken down by Google. Oh, that's, this is America, man. Are you not recognizing the, the similarities between the Third Reich, between the Soviet Union, between even politicians using misinformation? What do you mean misinformation? I'm questioning what you're saying. That's not misinformation. That's a debate. That's technically science. I'm questioning your position using scientific data. It's not misinformation, fatso. It's not. Now tell me why it's wrong. Can't do it. The virus itself is 3,000 times smaller than any mask is designed to stop. Why are you making it strap it to kids? Why are you doing that? Can you tell me why? Oh, well, you have to live for somebody else. But why do I have to do that? Why? Why do I have to live for somebody else? Well, you have to be nice. I have to be nice? Is it nice to take 50% of my income? Is it nice to implement and unleash the IRS and your licensing organization against small business that disagrees with you? Is it nice? Is it nice to place people under house arrest? To make kids realize they're not in decision in, in, in the decision of choices that are made? Politicians are. Not even their parents are. Not even their parents are. Politicians decide what children have to do and what they have to put in their bodies. Is that nice? I don't think it's nice. Tyranny is not nice, and it doesn't build a utopia. It builds what you heard in Australia. It builds riots and protests because there are still a small percentage of people that will not go quietly into surf, serfdom. They will not go quietly into servitude. I'm going to make a terrible slave. Don Bloomingdale. Sean, freedom isn't free. I learned. I, I, I listened to a uh, an interview with a doctor. He was the head of a giant hospital, medical hospital in Atlanta, um, probably six months ago. 
and when they were talking about the, the capacity on hospitals, and he just said, this big building that I represent is a business. He goes, when my <laughs> beds are empty, I'm concerned. He goes, I want my emergency room full. I want my trauma center full. He goes, because that means we're profiting. He says, anybody that thinks a hospital just sits here fully staffed waiting for people to walk in is an idiot. He says, this is a business, and it's all a lie. It doesn't. It, it never happened anywhere in the United States that a hospital was overrun. It's it's it, it's so upsetting because right now there's antibody treatments being offered. I just got a text message from Collier County, which is the county I'm a resident. In. Right now they're telling you where there's antibody treatment sites and where they're located to go and get different various prophylactic treatments for the virus. If you have a test, they're actively working to keep people from getting it and they're not pushing down a vaccine that you have to put in your body that you don't want to. They're giving you options. And I noticed when when hydroxychloroquine showed wonderful signs when combined with vitamin D and the CPAC and I'm thinking to myself why aren't the why isn't the government saying yeah this is a great option it's been around for 40 years we're going to help you get it and you know you might want to implement it and try it it's it's been known to not cause any damage to anybody in fact it's quite benign but I guess it would be, explain why they were so against DDT as well because you know DDT was something that saved millions of our soldiers millions of people throughout the world Yet the 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 political Nazism and the political fascists got the idea it was bad for the planet, so they made it so that you couldn't get it anymore. And then all the people yep. died in Africa. You remember millions From of kids. Malaria. Yep, yep, yep. I took I took hydroxychloroquine and it cleared up in two days. I had I had the I had That's the wonderful. virus as well as you did. That's wonderful. And it was it was bad. And I'm what my doctor gave me wasn't working. I called him back and he said. Ah, uh, that's a bunch of baloney. It doesn't work. I said, I want it. And he gave it to me. And my wife and I cleared up in a couple of days. Thank God. And if you can't get that, I highly recommend you smoke cheap cigars, drink a lot of water, and watch bad movies. Mine went away, too. It just took longer. Thank you very much, Don, for listening. Thank you for calling. I'll take the rest of you at the top of uh, the next break. 312-642-5600. Nice. Not bad, kid. You're about 89 When I ask a liar a question, when I point out an absolute fact. It thought it had vaccinated its way out of the pandemic, but now Israel is in the midst of its fourth wave, with the number of daily new infections steadily rising to more than 6,000 now, a six-month high. When you ignore that, when you sidestep it, or when you try to intimidate me and insist you're right, now I know I got you, you lying rat. And that's when I push all in. And I make you pony up. Politicians never have to do that. That's why this diaper-wearing dimwit can come to the podium, invoke his dead son, ignore questions, and stick to the idea that we are going to surrender and that the uh, 12 Marines that were murdered today will not be avenged and that he's a coward and he'll prove it. That's why Pritzker can yell at Amy Jacobson rather than deal with the issue at hand. The germ is 3,000 times smaller than the mask. Why do we have to wear a mask? Well, the mask helps. Well, clearly it doesn't. You've got one state that did it, one state that didn't. Your numbers are worse, the one that did it. Not to mention Sweden, very inconvenient for tyrants. Not to mention numerous other facts. Nah, I don't believe. Okay, well, I'm not putting it on my kid. Yeah, you are. Or the kid doesn't go to school. Well, my kid's school doesn't want to put it on. Well, they're going to have to, or the school is not going to be credited. Oh, see, now you're a fat fascist. I threw fat in. You're just a fascist. 
See, that's the problem. Don't buy the lie. Because every time they open their mouth, it's a lie. Mafia Democrats. Real quick, Kira in Wakanda, I got 45 seconds. Hey, Sean, I wanted to know what you had to say to uh, service members. I'm active duty Navy. I want to know what you had to say to service members who are being forced to get the vaccine and what they can do about it. Because I know once I get back from leave, I'm going to have to get it. And I didn't sign up. to Kira, the problem with joining the military, and it's what was explained to me by ex-military relatives, is that when you're in, you're their property. Sorry. That's the downside of it. Look at a lawyer. But once you sign on that dotted line, you're part of the government. Kira, thank you so much for the call. David and Lansing, I'm sorry I didn't have time to get to you, but Joe Biden screwed up the timing. We still salvage the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'll be back in 20. Oh, actually, I got a long weekend. John Anthony will be back in 21 hours. I'll be thinking about you and I'll be missing you. Have a good weekend. Stay away from Democrats. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.